0: For those of you who don't know me, and I'm, I'm delighted to bring the message today. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday. And I want to equip you spiritually and physically. Because I know this Thursday a lot of you are going to sit at that Thanksgiving table with people that you like and maybe that you don't like. And sometimes those conversations get a little awkward. So I'm going to equip you with a little Thanksgiving humor that you can bring to the table and be that person that was ready for it. So are you ready? All right. What is the pumpkin's favorite sport? Squash. Squash. <laughs> what was the turkey suspected of? Foul play. Foul play. You guys are, you read the same jokes I did. Okay. What did the turkey say to the hunter on Thanksgiving Day? quack. Quack. You didn't see that one coming, did you? And this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Take this one. What did the turkey say to the computer? Google, Google, Google. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Jonathan, you love it. I know you love it. You don't look like you do. But anyway, Thanksgiving is, is one of my favorite holidays, and I know we're going to celebrate it, but, you know, I, I've always loved Thanksgiving. I love the smell of the turkey in the morning being cooked. I love to getting together with family. I love that big meal and that tryptophan coma that comes right after it. I love taking a walk after the dinner. I love having a football game. I love all of it. I love every piece of it, having a couple of days off after work or not from work. but I always try to carve out some time to actually sit with God and express Thanksgiving and express gratitude. And today I want to talk about not only developing that attitude of gratitude and being thankful, but adding that to our spiritual arsenal. So how many of you guys have something in your life that you complain about, but once you were really grateful for? How about that teenager? How about that teenager that is driving you crazy, but when they popped out, they were so sweet, right? Ladies, how about that husband that you prayed for and now you got him and you got all that extra quirkiness that goes with that husband? How many of you complain about your job and where you are with your job, but you prayed for that promotion and you prayed for that new job, but you're complaining about it? And how many of you remember praying about being in leadership and now all the stuff that goes with it? All those things that we, that we complain about, Right? Remember, anything that you pray for is something that you're going to have to take care of at one point in time. So this morning, we're going to start by taking a look at the Israelites. And they're complaining and how they were no longer excited even after they'd seen the manna and everything. So if you turn to Numbers chapter 14 for me, if you want. So these Israelites, these are people that had manna delivered to them. They had quail delivered to them. They saw water come out of a rock. They watched the Red Sea be parted and they crossed through it on dry land. They watched the Red Sea close on the Egyptians. They saw all the plagues come and hit only the Egyptians and not them. And they're complaining. You know, the funny thing is it's our human nature if we don't discipline it and train it and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. It's our human nature that we're just going to drift to the negative. You don't have to try to complain. It comes naturally. You don't have to try to be grouchy. It comes naturally, right? But it does take work to be, to be positive and, and whatnot. So if you're here today and you're not a Christian and you're just kicking the tires of Christianity and you want to just come check out church and you're like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't want you to walk away empty-handed handed today. So I want to give you something that even you can take away from today is to show you church has some, some real stuff besides just the spiritual stuff. Practicing gratitude on a daily basis is scientifically proven to be good for you. So it boosts the immune system. It's been shown to help contribute to an overall sense of well-being. It improves your mental health. Gratitude plays a key role in forming relationships as well as in strengthening existing ones. And having an attitude of gratitude increases your optimism. So there you go. Do it and you'll be good, right? But we're going to keep going. But for those of you who are kicking the tires of Christianity, I wanted you to have something. So Numbers 14, chapter 1. We're going to take a look at the Israelites have been in the desert for a while now. And they're starting to grumble and complain because they're still there. And they say this. Verse 1. That night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt, or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land, only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children would be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes. It's funny, this blame game, it started in the garden, and it's going on, it's still going on today, and they just keep whining. And finally, we get to verse 26, and the Lord has had enough. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I put up with this evil congregation who murmur in discontent against me? I have heard the complaints of the Israelites, which they are making against me. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just what you have spoken in my hearing, I will most certainly do to you. And I was wondering if the times that I get in a tough circumstance, if I'm in that circumstance because I was complaining about the last one. You know, I did a lot of complaining last week. And I repented of it. But I want to get to the point that I don't complain at all, and I don't gripe at all. So I want, put, I want to put something out on the table today that just might be a little uncomfortable, but I want to make the statement that complaining is sin. Yeah, that went over like a lead brick. Complaining <laughs> complaining is is sin. We don't talk much about what's sin, because we're used to the bad things, right? We don't murder and all that stuff, but... Complaining is a sin. It opens the door to the devil. But you know what? No matter how hard you have it, no matter what you're complaining about, I guarantee you there's somebody on this planet who has it worse than you. In fact, there's probably somebody in this church sitting here that probably has it worse than you. But they might not be complaining about it. They might just sit there with a smile on their face. It's not easy, but it's doable. And it's important that in a negative situation, we start speaking positively in the middle of a negative situation. Sometimes we have to speak the truth and we have to vent, you know. But we got to go to God and tell God exactly how we feel. You know, in the Bible, we, don't, we see David complain a lot. But you know what? He's complaining to God and he's talking one-on-one to God. We don't see in the Bible David complaining to all the other people and dragging them into his situations. We see him going straight to the throne And talking to God and telling him his feelings. We see the word thanks in the Bible 116 times. And of those 116 times, 73 of those times, it says to give thanks. In Philippians 2.5, Paul says this. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. It says we're supposed to have that same attitude as Jesus, which is humility. And if you think about it, humility is the foundation for every good attitude. Humility is the foundation for every good attitude. The only reason why you and I complain... It's because we think we deserve better treatment than we're getting. Right? And if we, we think that of all the people on the planet, we should be the last ones that should be putting up with any inconvenience. We think we're far too important to have to put up with an inconvenience or something and that's not fair. Is that really what it all kind of boils down to? It's okay if other stuff happens to other people. We can tell them, cheer up, but, but we shouldn't have to put up with an inconvenience and yet, if we really think about it, what do you and I really deserve? We deserve to, got to die and just go to hell. That's what we deserve. But thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that he's planned and prepared a way out for each one of us. Humility is one of the hardest virtues to come by because pride is woven into every part of your flesh. And it's not good enough just to say, I'm a thankful person. The Bible says, I want you to say it. We're not only to be thankful to God, we're to be thankful for each other. You know, my wife does a lot of little things for me. And I try to remember i got to be grateful. And I have to say thank you to it. Thank you to her. It helps build our relationship. And I would be willing to bet there's some of you who are here today and, and, and your relationship with your spouse isn't great. Right? However, if you were to just go home and practice gratitude, I guarantee you, you would start to turn that ship in the other direction. Instead of finding everything wrong with the person or everything that they do wrong, if you could find just one thing or, or a half of a thing and concentrate on that, it would make a huge difference. When you, What you focus on grows. If you focus on positivity, it grows. If you focus on being negative, it grows. How many of you guys have had an argument with your spouse or your sibling, your coworker, where you're just not talking. How many of you have sat at the dinner table with your spouse and you don't speak the whole meal and it's super awkward? Am I the only one? (laughs) Right? (laughs) How many of you have had that conversation at the dinner table where you're arguing with your spouse and the kids are there and you're talking to the kids, but you're not talking to each other? Have you had that one? Super awkward, right? Super hard. And what makes it hard to get over that 95% of the time, the reason that you can't get past that is our pride. It's our pride. Not being able to be humble enough to say, I'm sorry. Not being able to be humble enough to listen to the other person's opinion or to admit that you might be wrong. And it's funny, as I was preparing for this message, um, I know all this Thanksgiving stuff that I'm telling you guys. And you know it all too. You've heard it before. But I was thinking about this. This is actually spiritual warfare. Honestly, last Wednesday, I was so bummed about the election. All right? So it wasn't that I wanted a particular candidate or anything, but inside, in the past couple of years, I've just been mourning for our country. I see the direction where we're headed as a, as a country and as a people. I see the, the decline of morality. I see hatred. I see bitterness. I see anger and division. I see the killing of the unborn. It just goes on and on. And inside, it wasn't that I wanted a new candidate. I wanted new people with fresh ideas. And I wanted people that were willing to get up and start to turn this country. All right? And, and I didn't see that happen. So Thursday morning, I was or Wednesday morning, I was bummed. I went to a small group and I told my wife and Ellen and Heidi, who are assistants, I said, the last thing I want to do right now is to be a small group. I'm sorry. I do not want these people to come over. I don't want to be happy. I'm just, I'm just not there. <laughs> and you know what? When, when, when life happens to you and the events come up to you and it bumps into you, something comes out. Stuff dribbles out of you. And what was dribbling out of me was negativity. What was dribbling out of me was anger and bitterness. It wasn't glorifying God at all. Life bumped into me on Wednesday morning. And this came out because that's what was in me. And Thursday morning, I sat down and I got in front of God in my quiet time. And I said, you know, Lord, I'm sorry. I said, but I'm going to do what David did. I just want to tell you, I'm super bummed, God. I'm really bummed. And God said this to me. He, He said, can you trust me with your country? And he asked me, could I trust that he was bigger than any election or any elected official? Could I trust that his plan was sovereign? Could I trust that his promises were as good today as they were the day that he gave him? Could I trust that he had a plan and a purpose and it was good? Could I trust that even if 10,000 people fell by my side and the sun disappeared and the sky was black, could I trust him in the middle of that? That he would look out for me? Could I trust that he would honor and his promise to bless me if I lead a righteous life and believe in him? The election was not my circus and not my monkey. He had it. He had it all along. It wasn't mine to take and to carry. You know, once I realized this, my peace returned. And I'm like, you know what, God, thank you. Think of that. That's not mine to carry. And I realized, too, that if the enemy can cultivate that negative attitude in you and me, he will rob you from the sweetness of every blessing that God would give you. And the enemy was robbing me of every blessing that God gives me. You see, if we concentrate on what we don't have or where we're not in life or what's not going according to plan, if we're being irritated at the interruptions of our plans, looking for faults in others and where they've screwed up, being upset about somebody, what somebody said about us or what they tweeted or what they Facebooked or whatever, if we're upset about these things, we miss all the blessings that God has in store for us. So how many of you guys want to learn how to defeat the enemy and do it the easy way? Anybody? All right. For, turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. I'm going to read this to you. This is a good one for us to memorize, this scripture right here. It says, "Rejoice." always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus do not quench the spirit you know so many times people they want to know what's God's will for my life what does God want me to do and they're searching for that specific thing and we have a growth track here at Shiloh to help you figure out what your specific ministry is what your specific callings are but in the general sense of things if you want to do the will of God Start here. If we can start a spiritual warfare, warfare by working with the Holy Spirit to fulfill the general will of God, which is to give thanks in all circumstance. Work with the Holy Spirit to develop this attitude of gratitude. It takes work. It takes work. And I'm not there yet. I've come a long way, but I'm not hundred percent there yet. But we have to develop that attitude because what do you and I have in our lives except for the grace of God and the goodness of God? We have nothing. It's all from the goodness of God. You know, in the, in, the, in the Bible, so many times when they had a victory, God said, I want you to have a festival and I want you to celebrate. And they would slaughter sacrifices and they would have a party for a week. I don't think I can do that for two hours. They would do it for a whole week. They would celebrate the victory that God gave them. And you and I, you know what, guys? We've got to start celebrating a little bit more. We've got to celebrate the victories of God. We've got to celebrate those times that God parted the Red Sea for you. When he provided a way, when he gave you rock, water out of a rock, when he did those things that you just prayed for, and he came up and he delivered for you. We've got to celebrate that. We can't sit there and just take the goodness of God and run off. And in verse 19, he adds this little thing. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. You know, how often have I prayed for something and it's like, God, would you help me with this? And then, and then I walk away and I just start complaining about it. And I'm whining about it. All I'm doing is shutting the door in the face of the Holy Spirit. I asked him to help me. Come on, God. And in the middle of Him, I'm going to step forward. Instead of looking forward to that and saying, God, come on, help me out. I shut the door in the face of the Holy Spirit by my complaining. This is the mechanics of spiritual warfare. This is how your spiritual warfare works. This is placing the devil where he belongs and putting your foot on top of him and keeping him there. It's when life gets tough and, and you're out there and you're working in, in the middle of it to stop and go, you know what, God? I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I know that you are. And I know that you're going to do it for my good. That's keeping that enemy right where he belongs. It's like, I don't see it, God. I don't, I don't understand what you're doing here. I don't understand the circumstance, but I trust you. I trust you that you're going to work it out for good. That's keeping that enemy right down where he belongs. Somehow, some way. I know you work all things out for the good who love people who love you. A lot of good examples in the Bible. I think of Daniel. They told Daniel, hey, Daniel, if you keep praying to your God, we're going to throw you in a lion's den. You know what he did? He went in his room three times a day, threw open the shutters, got down on his knees, and he started praising God. In the middle of the day, three times a day. You know what? Our lives would be different if we started doing that. Three times a day. Throw open your shutters and get down on your knees and start thanking God. God, you know what? You got me through half this day. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that meeting that went well. Thank you for my conversation with my mom. Thank you for the, my coworkers. You know what, God? This is awesome. And do it again in the afternoon. And do it again at night. Start developing the attitude of gratitude. I guarantee your life will start to change. Guarantee it. You know, the thing is, Daniel got promoted and promoted and promoted by doing this. He went through three kings. It's awesome. <laughs> You know, imagine what would happen if we started putting gratitude first. Funny thing in the Bible, you you don't see people with a bad attitude last very long. They're like two or three pages and then they're out. <laughs> it's the people who have a good attitude that get to stay in the story longer. And I, I want to be one of those people that stay in the story. I don't want to be a two or three pager. So let's look at two more examples. Paul, in 2 Corinthians 1, 8, 9, Paul says this. He goes, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles that we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But, but, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. I mean, come on. You're in a situation and you think you're going to die. I mean, he's, they felt that. They were just like under such pressure and they thought they were going to die. And what Paul walks away with it, instead of whining about it, it, goes, man, that was awful, you know. It's like, you know what? I think God did that just so I wouldn't be so full of myself. I think God did that so I would realize that it's him. And he's given thanks to God after something so awful. Isn't that awesome? We need to develop that. His humility was the seed for his gratitude. Being humble gave him the ability to be grateful. <clears throat> One more. Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles. So Jehoshaphat's leading the Israelite people, and he's told by his people that, yo, Jehoshaphat, we got a huge army coming against us. In fact, they're coming from three different locations. And it's bad. And Jehoshaphat says, yeah, we're going to inquire of the Lord. I want everybody to fast while we inquire of the Lord. So he inquires of the Lord, and a prophet comes to Jehoshaphat, and he says this. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not have to fight this battle. So take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. That had to have been quite the message, right? You don't have to fight this battle. I don't get it, God. How, how do I not fight the battle? I got three armies coming from three different directions. So the next morning, I picture that all these burly dudes are breaking camp. They're putting on their, their whatever they put on their legs and their breastplate. They're getting their swords. They have their, their dinner or their breakfast, getting ready to go fight and all these guys, they come up and they stand in line and they're supposed to take their positions. They're ready to go. And Jehoshaphat says, oh, no, guys, you don't, you don't need that today. God's going to take care of it. What? God's going to take care of it. What I want you today to do today, I want you to sing. <laughs> you want us to sing? <laughs> yes, I want you to Sing. In fact, he tells them this. He says, "He Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And I just, I don't know. I picture the battleground, these burly dudes going, All right. <laughs> Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And a, and a line of them all singing. And the three armies come up over the hill, and they're, they're ready to fight, and they start fighting. You got the singing army over here. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. You know what, though? They started to fight each other. God went out before them, and they started to fight each other. And they killed each other. And as they're doing it, don't you think these guys are going, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. I mean, singing it over and over, praising God. It had to have been an awesome, cool, super cool moment. You know what? The funny thing is, you guys, this is the same God that you and I serve today. You know, we just went through this series on the names of God, and I'm looking at God in this circumstance being the Jehovah, the great I am. Who's greater than what he just did there? We serve Jehovah Nissi. Jehovah Nissi, our banner, he went out before them and he fought the battle. They just stood there. Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Shema, he was there with them that day on the battle. Jehovah Mekedishim, he's their people who he set apart for himself. Jehovah Shalom, he gave, us, he gave them peace in the middle of watching all that go down. They had a piece that God's got this. You guys, that's the same God we serve. Does it get any better than that? You know, for all that, we, just, we serve a God who absolutely, absolutely 100% deserves our praise and our thanksgiving because he will do the same thing for you. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So if you want to turn your life around, start practicing this attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving. Make it a part of your daily walk. Start working on it, even when you don't Feel like it. If you want to stir something up in hell, wouldn't that be kind of fun? Stir something in hell. Start giving God praise in the middle of your circumstance. That just frosts the enemy's toast. It's just something that, it's just amazing to say, I'm going to affect something in hell today because I'm going to be praising God in the middle of my circumstance. I like to think of gratitude as the cooking spray Pam. It's like spraying Pam all over the compartments of your life. And you're all greased up, and the enemy's trying to put stuff on you, and it just doesn't stick. So Pammy. That's my, I'm going to put a t-shirt that says Pammy. It probably sounds bad. But, you know, if we think of gratitude as, as the part of our, our life that keeps the enemy from having a hold on you, it's gratitude. It's praise. It's thanksgiving. It's giving back to God what he so richly deserves. It won't stick. You know, we're called to be that light in the darkness. You guys were Christians. We're called to be that light in the darkness. When you walk out these doors today, you're going to encounter somebody who doesn't know Christ. Gracie, you're going to run into it every day at the schools. These kids that don't know Christ. If we're no different than the rest of the world, and we're whining, and we're complaining, we don't have gratitude and we don't praise, they don't see that light. They don't see the light. We're called to be that light in the darkness. And it starts with our gratitude. It starts with our praise. I give you guys permission to hold me accountable to that. If you hear me complaining, I want you to stop me. We all need that. We all need that accountability in our lives to say, you know what? Mm -mm. Be thankful. Be thankful for the opportunity that God has in front of you instead of the challenge. Let's look at it a little bit differently. It's an opportunity. God, I don't know what you're going to do this. It's not fun right now, but I don't know how you're going to do it. But you are. Thank you, God. We can speak that. We can speak that positive in the middle of a negative, and we can change our lives. Not only do we change our lives, we let the others see the light of Jesus Christ in our lives. So this Thursday, when you're at the table, and Uncle Joe just starts being Uncle Joe, and your brother starts being that little pest, and you get that tension. Let's bring Thanksgiving into it. Let's speak that into existence. Let's, let's be the people that ignite that because it's contagious. If you've ever been around a contagious per, or, or person, not contagious, oh, COVID, huh? No. <laughs> if you've ever been around a person that's grateful, it's contagious. So let's be that. Let's practice that this week. Let's bring that into our lives. So, Father God, um, Boy, as we we go into this week, Lord, there's just so many emotions for so many people. Some people are going to enter this week and and have a lot that they're chewing on and nervous to meet people and to sit around a table. And uh, some of us are just filled with blessings, Lord, and we're actually looking forward to that. But God, I pray that you would be ever-present as we prepare our hearts. Lord, help us start today. Let's just, Holy Spirit, guide us Guide us to be able to turn our attitude towards the positive and to be thankful. Because honestly, Lord, without you, we have nothing except for your goodness. Lord, we deserve nothing more than to die without what you did for us. So we owe you all the gratitude. Lord, you we, we, we deserve all of our praise. So Holy Spirit, would you walk with us this week? Would you be the one that guides us? In our conversations? Would you guide us in our thoughts? As soon as the devil tries to throw that negativity on when we see that person, instead of going there and, and looking for the faults or looking for back on past history, could we stop it right there? And could we just praise you, God, in the middle of it, in the middle of whatever circumstances we find ourselves in? Could we praise you? Could we give you thanks and offer you a life of praise and thanksgiving? Thank you, Lord, for doing that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for joining us. And um, we just give you the praise, Lord, that you so richly deserve. In your most holy name, we pray. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next Sunday.